Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast we do care about the Green Bay Packers. And we don't credit anything else. Let's go. All right, hello. And welcome back to Dedicated Packers. Today, we are going to be doing a big time deep dive into the draft receivers for the 2023 NFL Draft. And <clears throat> it's, it's exciting. I can't wait to do this because, as you know, receiver is a highly sought after position in the NFL. There's a lot of talk surrounding the wide receiver position. And so I hope that we can gain a real insight through this into sort of which receivers I like, which receivers I don't like, and all of that. First, there is a little bit of news to discuss from an Aaron Rodgers standpoint. It looks like the Packers are moving on. Mark Murphy, he was asked if there was any, you know, world where the Packers would keep Aaron. And his response to that question was, Quote, yeah, I mean, unless if things don't work out the way we want them, yeah, we would. He is obviously a great player. Now, I'm not angry that he gave that quote. A lot of people were pretty annoyed by him saying, oh, he gave away leverage to the Jets because now the Jets know that the Packers want to give away Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there was no sort of question that the Packers want to give away Aaron Rodgers. The Jets know everything that they would or can know in terms of the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. So it seems like it's pretty clear that this quote didn't do too much. He, I I just, I think this quote just sort of makes it very clear where the Packers are heading. Now, that sort of being said, there is still no deal done. As of 8.16 p.m., on the West Coast, and I guess that would mean 11.16 p.m. on the East Coast. The Green Bay Packers have not agreed to any sort of deal with Aaron Rodgers, and some reports say that the compensation is all worked out. Both teams are just waiting on Aaron to to give his decision. Other reports say that Aaron has both to, you know, give his decision, and then the teams need to work out compensation but regardless the legal tampering tampering period begins tomorrow and if Aaron hasn't made a decision by then well that's where he will begin holding people hostage which is exactly what he said that he wouldn't do so Aaron make a decision you've had months this is getting pretty freaking exhausting in other news Keyshawn Nixon Yeah, he posted a picture on his Instagram story of himself holding up, you know, deuces or the peace sign to the Lambeau faithful as he walked off the field. I assume that was probably from the Vikings game. And that sure seems like a goodbye post, which absolutely pisses me off. Nixon should absolutely be brought back. He filled a dead special teams with life. He deserves an absolutely major deal, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, It's just. It's just annoying if he's not brought back because he 
gave the Packers a super dynamic returner. He totally helped their offense, and I really want Keyshawn Nixon back. Now, that all being said, let's jump into the receivers in the 2023 NFL Draft. I'm going to, I split this into three tiers. The first tier is, you know, round one to two. These are early round two guys and round one guys. I have six receivers in that group. I've ordered them from, I've ordered them in all tiers, actually, from my favorite to least favorite. The second tier, I'll discuss when we get to it. But first rounds, you know, early round two and all of round one. Who are those receivers? Those are the big guys that everyone's talking about. The first one, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. And we're going to look at sort of four things with all of these receivers. The first thing is athleticism and speed. Now, JSN, as he's called, didn't run the 40-yard dash, and people were very worried about his time there. But in sort of all other aspects, he tested very well, totaling a 9.39 RES score, which is obviously very good. That's what you like to see. He does, that being said, have a pretty small frame. He sits at six foot one, which passes the six foot threshold that the Packers like to hold their receivers to, but he weighs 196 pounds, which is, you know, lighter than the Packers usually like to go. That being said, from an athleticism standpoint, he is ridiculously agile. He's very quick. You can see with the ball in his hands, his ability to use his quickness to gain extra yards. He loves, I mean, he has that sort of in-the-box quickness where you put him in a small space, he can get around people. And then he has sort of an extra stiff arm tactic that he pulls out every now and then to to get extra yards. From a route running standpoint, his route running is so smooth, so silky. You love to watch it. He loves to use a a change of speed to generate separation, which is very nuanced, very nice to see. And then again, zone coverage. He has such a high football IQ. You can see him understanding where holes in zones are going to be and find them well. And then in and out of his breaks, he's pretty shifty. He has nice cuts there. Now, from a hands standpoint, he his small frame and lack of top end speed, as people are concerned with his 40 time, makes him, you know, not a big deep time threat. So he doesn't do too much from a deep angle. He doesn't really go up and get balls either, go up over defenders. However, that being said, if he does get open deep, he's very good at tracking balls. He has smooth hands when making catches, sticky hands with few drops. And that is why JSN is probably my favorite receiver. No, he is my favorite receiver. I mean, he's my favorite receiver in in this top tier. And so, he, yeah, he's my favorite receiver overall. I think that it's going to be interesting to see whether or not the Packers have to make a choice about drafting him, you know, whether or not he's there whenever the Packers are picking, because his smaller frame weighing 196 pounds makes him not their typical type. But again, he does pass the six foot threshold. He obviously has a very nice RES score. And so that is going to be fascinating to see because all other aspects of his game look very impressive. Again, he he gets knocks. He gets knocked for for being a slot guy, but I just love what Smith and Jigba brings as a route runner. I think that he can be an absolutely phenomenal guy that the Packers could pair with Christian Watson. I think that you could put him 
on routes over the middle. You could put him on shallower routes, little crossers. You could put on put him on on quick outs, and then you pair that with Watson as your post corner dig go route guy. You have Watson deep. You have JSN shallow. I think that he's if JSN is there at fifteen, the Packers should really really consider drafting this guy. Now, however, there is a bit of a drop off and. We jump to sort of my second favorite guy in this tier, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is not super athletic, though he is pretty freaking fast. He ran a he ran a 4.42 40 time. He had an RES score of 7.66, however, and a lot of that comes from his tiny frame. Him he's five foot nine, 182 pounds, and that becomes sort of an issue with the Packers when you're that small from a height standpoint and a weight standpoint probably means the Packers won't be drafting him unless he really really falls but Zay Flowers has an excellent sort of ability after the catch he's really good at making plays with his speed and his feet and that's something that I would love to see on the Packers with them just being able to get the ball into his hands and let him make plays from a route running standpoint I know that he has a, a lower RAS score, but you can see his athleticism on display in his routes. He has the top end speed to get past defenders. He can maintain his speed through his turns, and he has some wiggle to him, which allows him to create space in his routes. I think that with more refined tools, you can see a really, really good route runner. I think you can see him develop into a really, really good route runner. And then I think that from a hands, a jump ball standpoint, you you do need to see him improve. He had a couple of drop issues, but he does have very nice, very nice body control. So if you put him on a deep route, he's matched up against a smaller corner. He has the ability to uh, contort his body, adjust to throws to make catches. That being said, simply because of his frame, he does lack the pure jump ball ability of a lot of other other guys. Overall, uh, a lot of the NFL seems to really like Zay Flowers, and and realistically, I, I kind of do too. I think that because of its frame, it's unlikely that the Packers are going to end up taking this guy, especially with his lower RAS score of 7.66. He's not a first-round guy with that RAS score for the Green Bay Packers, but I do like what he can do with the ball in his hands because of his sort of speed, because of his wiggle. And he feels like an automatic number three. I think that when you draft him, you can put him into a system. You can make him a number three guy. And and we know that the Packers need that. So if they did take Zay Flowers, I wouldn't be, you know, too angry. Uh, and then we move on to, to Quinton Johnson from TCU. He doesn't have an RS score or a 40 time. But this is a, this is a big body receiver that, that is pretty fast. And you can see him make with his speed some, some dangerous plays after the catch. As a route runner, he also plays fast. His his long strides allow him to generate separation in the middle of routes. And while he doesn't do too much to create defender ma- manipulation, he doesn't have the cleanest breaks and cuts in his routes. I think that you can see him being a good route runner, developing into one, um, simply because of his his speed, his his athleticism, or so or so it seems. Again, I don't have an RAS score to base base that off of and then hands from a hand standpoint you know that he can go up he can get balls he's a big time 
jump ball player with his obviously big frame. I don't think he's super consistent. You can see a lack of consistency in his film, but he has the frame. He has the leaping ability. He could have better hands, but I think that because of his frame, his leaping ability, a team is going to want to take a shot on him again. Inconsistency in his route running, inconsistency in his ability to go up and and get jump balls, but the athleticism is so obvious. I wouldn't mind the Packers taking this guy if he falls to 15, again, betting on that athleticism, but I still wouldn't be too angry if if another team were to snag him. And then we move on to Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. This is a guy that people love. People said that he could absolutely fly. And he had a nice combine. He got an RES score of 9.46 with a 4.41 40 and some elite explosion and agility. He is he is absolutely hurt by his frame being just six foot and a very, very light 176 pounds. But he he's he was good in Tennessee at making plays after the catch. He's absolutely a burner and can create a lot of separation on deep routes and that way he's he's an absolute burner and even though sort of you didn't see him run a large variety of routes and he rarely rarely sort of had to face press coverage which makes him hard to evaluate you could see some good defender manipulation out of him on some of his routes again shorter routes he did struggle more but you could still see his his defender manipulation ability and obviously his speed is just such such a massive asset for him to have then from a hands standpoint i didn't think that his hands stood out as a negative necessarily but with his tiny frame he certainly isn't a jump ball receiver a guy that's going to go up and get jump balls he's fast but i don't expect him to win over the top of off of the, over the top of defenders necessarily again not something that you have to be concerned about but it is something that you have to take into account when you're considering drafting just a speed a skinny speed guy that high but overall I, I do like Hyatt as a guy who has a lot of athletic potential obviously just looking at his RES score and he's a guy that with his small frame he doesn't seem like a guy that the Packers will be too excited about getting. But if they were to pair him with Watson, I think that that would become very dangerous for opposing defenses. The frame, however, does limit his ceiling. And so in that way, I kind of like someone like Quinton Johnson more. And so that, those are sort of my my thoughts on Jalen Hyatt. And then we move on to Jordan Addison. This is a guy that a lot of people have mocked very high, but I clearly have him pretty far down. And that's based on a couple of things for me. First of all, Addison ran a 4.49 40-yard dash with a 5.82 RES score. He has a tiny frame. He is 5.11, but he only weighs 173 pounds. And sort of all of that essentially instantly disqualifies him from being a Packers pick. He has burst that a lot of people like. He can be used on wide receiver screens. He can create separation in the middle of his routes through that. Um, And because of his route running, you know, he has been very highly viewed by a lot of the NFL. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think that he can run all kinds of routes and accelerate to to create separation. 
and he is he's very good at getting out of breaks with his cuts, but he he simply doesn't have that athletic ability that you look for. The speed isn't great. He he can jump up and snag balls. You can clearly see his body control, but he's not a massive guy when it comes to actually contested catches. And as a result, I think that the combine very much set him back. As in now we, we can sort of see his athleticism, where his athleticism is at. And I, I think that because he doesn't have that athleticism, I think that you can't project him to improve too much from the college game to the to the pros because his route running is already very refined and you wonder how much better that's going to get so, and so that lack of projection is going to hurt him in this draft and it hurts him in my in my ranking and then moving on to Josh Downs this is a guy out of UNC he had an RAS score of 7.79 and just an absolutely tiny tiny frame 5 foot 9 but unlike Zay Flowers 171 pounds. I mean, right there, you know that the Packers aren't going to be taking this guy anywhere above, I don't know. I'm not sure they would take this guy at all, but anywhere above the third round is basically impossible. With a 4 4 eight, 40, he's right around average. And his route running, I do really like the way he runs routes. I think that he uses his speed to create separation, especially using his change in speed ability. I think that he's also pretty quick with explosiveness in and out of his breaks. But I do think he needs to pay a, a bit more attention to how he runs his routes in detail. And I think that that's a way in which he can improve. From a hand standpoint, I do think that his hands need some work. He had, he had some drop issues and he's definitely not a contested catch guy. He's small enough that he was probably never going to be a contested catch guy so overall I do actually like Josh Downs I think that he's a good quick route runner and in that way he kind of reminds me of Amari Rogers which I know is is not necessarily a good thing but I think that Amari Rogers could have had a much better NFL career had the Packers utilized him differently however I think that Josh Downs's frame is is so ridiculously small that it wouldn't be smart to take him very high at all I think that there's no way the Packers will and and so that's why I have that the way that it is. And that is the end of this class. I think that as a summary, the, the trend that you're seeing in this round is just going to continue. And that is that this is a very small wide receiver class. I From the get-go, I talked about Jackson, Smith, and Jigba out of Ohio State being small. Zay Flowers is just as small. Quinton Johnson is really the only guy in there that is rather large. And that, I think, hurts the chances of the Packers loading up on receivers because we know they like their tall guys. And the only two people over six foot were, I believe, Quentin Johnson. Uh, Jalen Hyatt was right around six foot, but Quentin Johnson and Jackson Smith and Jigbo were the only two people over six foot. I, I do think that all of these receivers bring, bring traits that you like to see. I think that the route running of Jordan Addison is really nice, and you can look at that and say, okay, I think he's going to be a solid third receiver. I think that when you look at Jackson Smith and Jigba, you can look at his receiving and his RES score and think this is a guy that you could really project to be really good. Or you can look at the speed of Jalen Hyatt and say with some better route running, this guy can be good. But all in all, I don't think that there is a top-end receiver that's 
uh, you know, a, a guaranteed hit like there have been in so many of the last classes, like there was last year with uh, with a Garrett Wilson, like there was the year before with a Jamar Chase, the year before with someone like CeeDee Lamb. And as a result, I think that unless the Packers take Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's the total guy that I'm advocating for them taking if they take a receiver, I think it's hard to justify taking an early receiver and thinking that they're going to be a playmaker. So I think that the only guy that in this class that is worth taking to me is Jackson Smith and Jigba and maybe Quinton Johnson if he falls. And with that, we are going to move on to the later rounds. You know, rounds three through four. I'm going to I'm gonna call, this is sort of the second tier. So these are late round two receivers to early round three guys to, to even late round four and early round five. And again, I've ordered this in terms of guys that I like the most to guys that I like the least. And we're beginning with... Marvin Mims and Marvin Mims he had a 9.13 RAS score he has a relatively small frame with a 4.38 40 yard dash but he has elite explosivity elite agility obviously his 40 yard dash time was very fast 4.38 and I really like Marvin Mims I think that his smooth route running especially on on deep and and intermediate routes is something that you can look at and really enjoy. I do think that on some routes, you know, his posts, I think that he could use more suddenness, but he can get deep. And then once he's deep, he has really impressive ball tracking skills. I think that with his size, his small frame, it's hard for him to get to be elite going up and getting balls. But because because of his small frame, he's not great with the smaller catch radius. But he is quite an impressive receiver for his size. And so overall, I really like this guy. I think that the Packers taking this guy is probably not going to happen because of his small frame. But I do really like everything that he shows. And I believe that he can be a good NFL receiver with that top end speed, the 438 speed again that I mentioned. Then Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. Uh, this is a guy with an excellent RES score of 9.56. He had a good weight of 213 pounds at the combine, and he has a very nice height of, of 6'3". So everything there matches up with sort of what the Packers are looking for. Now, that being said, Tillman did run a slower 40 time of 4.55. And then when you look at his route running, he, in 2021, was relatively quick and snappy as a route runner. He got separation on his intermediate routes with nice acceleration, good twitch. But he had an ankle injury that took some of his twitch away. And that really, I think, hurts him because as a as a hands and jump ball guy, he's good. He can go up, he can get balls, he can track them through the air and he has good hands. But that taking away that route running, that twitch from his ankle injury or because of his ankle injury, I think hurt him. And now he's a fifth year senior at age 22, which would often discourage the Packers. Um, and so I think that when you look at this guy, you the Packers would have to be looking at him as a guy that is going to be physical when it comes to going up and getting balls and is going to return because of his athleticism, again, a 9.56 RES score, is going to return to being a quick route runner. And I think that if they have that, 
then they could absolutely have a good possession guy in Cedric Tillman. Because of his big-time size and his athleticism, you could have a guy that runs clean routes and can go up and get balls, and in that way, you're making a beautiful possession receiver. But if he doesn't return to that sort of quick route running, then you're probably not so happy with this guy. And it might even, I don't want to say it, but he might even turn into a Nikhil Harry type. And then Michael Wilson out of Stanford. This is another guy with a very nice RES score. He had an RES score of 9.34. He had an even slower 40, however, than Cedric Tillman at 4.57. And that makes sense when you look at his frame because he's 6'2", 213 pounds. And Michael Wilson is... He's a quick route runner. I, I like what I see from him. He fires off the line of scrimmage, especially when he's given a, a free release, which you see with a lot of receivers in college. And I think that Michael Wilson is very twitchy with his routes, able to create separation that way, which is nice to see. From a contested catch, jump ball, hand standpoint, I think that his hands aren't always very smooth. Sometimes he's late getting them ready to catch the ball, which isn't great, but he is big-bodied and... He has that ceiling of being able to muscle or out-muscle a guy, go up and, and make a catch. And so overall, I feel as though Wilson would be a decent pick. I think that I, I would prefer Cedric Tillman because of Tillman's top-end route-running uh, ability and Cedric Tillman's ball skills. I think that Tillman's ball skills are definitely better than Michael Wilson's, and if Cedric Tillman returns to that top-end route runner, then you're getting a, a better player in Tillman all around. But if the Packers were to pick Wilson, I wouldn't be absolutely shocked, you know, as a as a fourth-round guy. And I would think, okay, now they've got a possession guy, a guy that has the potential, maybe, to end up going up and getting balls, and a guy that is a, a decent route runner. Then, we move on to Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. This is a guy with a good 8.3 RES score and with a 4.4440, but a pretty small frame. Um, we, we just talked about two straight guys that had large frames. Now we're back to a, to a guy with a, with a small frame. And Tyler Scott, he can make plays in open space. He plays very fast despite his relatively high, you know, 4.440 time, 4.44, pardon me, 40 time. Um, but... I think that after the catch, he's a dynamic playmaker because of his speed. His speed is very impressive. It surprised me that he ran a 4.4440. And I think that that translates to his route running too, where he is definitely a fluid athlete. He uses acceleration, changes of speed to generate good separation there. And while that I do think that his route, you know, footwork needs improvement, I think that his natural speed makes him a threat as a route runner. And then from a from a hand standpoint, you look at his tape and it's sort of littered with drops, which is definitely not ideal as as Tyler Scott is a small light prospect and he's never going to be a, a guy that can go up and get jump balls, but overall I still like him. I think that his speed is so obvious when you watch him play and that's really important. Again, he doesn't have the frame, which sort of makes the Packers drafting him unlikely. It means that he's never going to be a guy that can go up and win jump balls. But drops being an issue and his footwork being an issue are two things that you can improve, you can help him get better at. And then 
I think that if you look at his speed and what that can do for you from an athleticism standpoint, you have to be happy. And I think, again, if the Packers were to take this guy later on in the draft, I'd be, I'd look forward to that. Then we move to Nathaniel or Tank Dell out of Houston. This is a guy that a lot of people sort of liked coming into the combine, but he tested terribly. He had an RES score of 5.36. Again, sort of instantly ruling him out because of that, plus his absolutely tiny frame and really only just a, a decent 40 time, a 4.49, nothing too impressive there. The tape, however, for Dell looks much better. He is slick after the catch. He plays fast. He's twitchy with the ball in his hand, and that all looks really good. You can see his speed, his twitchiness in his route running because he looked good against press coverage. He could run really good, solid, crisp routes there, and over the top, he can absolutely burn defensive backs. And then from a hand standpoint, you saw him, even with that small frame, go up and make contested catches. It was nothing great. It was not something that you expect to see on a regular basis, but I'm sure that you can look at that and feel happy that at least he didn't get injured while making contested catches. And so overall, I think that his tiny frame plus his RES score means that he's not going to be a Packer. I think that it's way too low, his RES score. I think that his frame is way too small. But if the Packers did draft him, I think that Tank Dell could be a decent player simply because of his his quickness. I just love what Green Bay can could do with his speed. And and that that is a reason that I'm excited about him. So I don't think he's going to be a Packer. I think this frame's too small. He's never going to be a jump ball guy. But I like his route running, and, and that's what I would be excited about for whatever team gets tanked out. And and then we move to A.T. Perry, a uh, receiver out of Wake Forest. He had a he had a nice uh, RAS score of 9.24, a decent 40 time of 4.47. But he's a he's a taller, lankier receiver. He has a nice height, six foot three and a half, but he weighs only a hundred and 98 pounds, which means that he's, uh, again, lanky, as I mentioned. And from a route running standpoint, Tank, not Tank, pardon me, A.T. Perry uh, struggles to generate separation. He he plays a very handsy brand of football. I think that's how he tries to generate separation. And that's usually something that you don't really like to see. Now, that being said, he, on his on his deeper routes, he has the long striding ability to be really good. Uh, and from a hand standpoint, he has some drop issues, but occasionally you can see him go up over defenders and, and make a play. So uh, o- overall, I, I think you really have to squint to see the Packers taking Tank Dell because of his low weight, 198 pounds with that much height. Um, and I don't have any particular reason to like him. Either he doesn't use his height too well to go up and get the ball. He doesn't show any naturally impressive route running so it's it's just hard for me to get too excited about him and then Rasheed Rice out of SMU this is a big time guy he had a 9.65 RES score he has a good frame elite explosivity and he ran a 4.51 40 yard dash so from a route running standpoint I I can't see him burning guys I think he generates decent not great separation off his cuts but a lot of his routes are are lazy. And so when he doesn't put a lot of effort into his cuts, you sort of get the George Pickens effect from last year, not last year, from his college year the year before, where you just you don't see that super impressive 
route running. Uh, I think that if the Packers were to take Rasheed Rice, maybe they could tap into his route running, and then I would really like to see what he could do. But for now, he just runs lazy routes, and I don't love that. And then from a hands standpoint, I really like his jump ball ability. I think that he can go up and consistently snag the ball with his good frame. Again, 9.65 RES score. And sort of as a result, I I think I actually quite like Rasheed Rice because he reminds me of, of George Pickens. He can go up, he can make the big-time catches, and I think that if you can tap into his route running with his, you know, good frame, his obviously high athletic ability based on his 9.65 RES score, then I think you can project him to be to be a good receiver. So I had him lower down in my ranking, obviously, because I'm only talking about him now, but I, I think I should move him up because I'm I'm actually a relatively big Rasheed Rice fan based on this. And then we move on to Parker Washington from Penn State. Now this is a guy that didn't have a 40 time listed. He didn't have an RES score, but he's very short at 510 with a relatively heavy weight at 205 pounds. And as you might expect from a heavier receiver, he does not run nice crisp routes. He doesn't do too much to separate from a cornerback. He lacks suddenness and I think that with him not doing much in his few snaps against press coverage, his inability to separate, I don't really like what I see from him. And then I think that he, for a small receiver, he's pretty freaking good at going up and making catches, contested catches. But overall, I think that I can't see the Packers getting this guy just based on height alone. I I was really impressed with his ball skills in college. But that alone is certainly not enough for the Packers to take him, especially with his route running. And with no 40 time and no RES score, I don't know how to feel about his athleticism. And then Kayshawn Boutte. This is a guy that had an abysmal 4.73 RES score, which, boom, right away. That rules him out. He also has a relatively small frame. He's something like 5'10". He ran a slow 4.5 40-yard dash. And yeah, from a route running standpoint, I see nothing but very mediocre route running. He sort of struggles to be precise with his cuts, have any sort of crisp routes there. And then from a hand standpoint, as a small guy, he just doesn't go up and win. And so overall, I think that he does very little well. No athleticism, you know, poor frame, speed, or he lacks speed. And that all means that you can't project him to be very good. His technique, especially route running, doesn't inspire much confidence, and I don't want to see the Packers taking him. I can't see the Packers taking him, so that's sort of what I have there. And that is all that I have for this group. As a summary, I think that this was a pretty tough group. That sort of late second round to early fifth round group is pretty tough because a lot of the best guys that I liked, uh, if we go back to the top, were pretty small. You look at a Marvin Mims. He's pretty small. You look at a Tyler Scott, he's pretty small. You look at a Tank Dell, he's pretty small. There were a couple of guys that I think you could see. I think that if the Packers take Rasheed Rice, I could see that going well because they could tap into his route running. Ideally, he could be sort of a George Pickens type. That would be huge for them. And then there were a couple bigger guys, uh, Cedric Tillman, a Michael Wilson, that sort of lacked the big time uh, route running that you love to see lack the 
big time speed that you like to see, but they had the jump ball ability. And so, again, Cedric Tillman, Michael Wilson, maybe the Packers take those guys, bet on them to be position guys. Maybe the Packers take Rasheed Rice, looking to tap into him. But other than that, not too much doing from this group. And with that, we move on to the later round receivers. And these are everyone that's later than an early fifth round guy. And we're going to start with Andre Yoshivas out of Princeton. He, wow, a phenomenal 9.92 RAS score with a good 4.4340 time, elite explosiveness, good agility. And obviously, with that sort of athleticism, his agility, his explosiveness, he can make plays after the catch. From a route running standpoint, he occasionally can use his speed to get away from a corner, though that wasn't too common on his film. And other than that, you know, route running probably wasn't his best trait, but his contested catch ability was his best trait. Definitely the most impressive part of his film. He has the frame and the body and the explosiveness to go up and get the ball, and you saw that all over his tape, and that's what I really like out of Andre Yoshivas. I think that he is like a stronger, more explosive, and faster Xavier Hutchinson, and we'll touch on Xavier Hutchinson later. Um, that's just for those of you who, who already know who Xavier Hutchinson is. So I, I would like to see the Packers take Yoshivas in the middle of the fifth round, if possible because I think that he has that big-time contested catch ability that, while you can't necessarily project it to, to translate, I think that you can project his athleticism and what that could mean for his route running to translate, and you can say, this guy could turn into a big-time player for the Packers. And then the next guy, Jonathan Mingo, an RAS score of 9.93, another elite RAS guy, big-bodied, 6'2", 220 pounds, and this is just a phenomenally athletic receiver that I think has to get you really, really excited because when you watch a guy that big and that strong run a decent 40-yard dash of 4'6", and then absolutely maul people after the catch, running people over, able to sort of juke and get by defenders, that is all very exciting. From a route-running standpoint, no, it's good. There's not nothing great and nothing stands out too much. So hopefully that's an area that if the Packers were to draft him, they could tap into. And then from a hand standpoint, I, I do think that his hands are rather questionable. Um, he has a couple of drops and I'd like to see him use his big time frame more kind of like Andre Oshivas to go up and get a ball. But he, he does have the ability to hang on to catches through big time hits again no big time plays where he just goes up over someone else and takes the ball away or where he absolutely toasts someone on a beautiful route but if he falls i would like to see the packers take a shot on this guy because he has that frame that they like 6-2 220 he has the res score 9.93 and he he's not too refined in any department so i think that they could potentially get their hands on him work with him and get him to the point where it's he's a he's a player for them and then the next guy Bryce Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia this guy's an athletic freak he has a 9.96 RES score a 4.38 40 yard dash remind you of somebody it should remind you of Christian Watson and you can see his athleticism his speed on display and his after the catch ability it's really impressive there however what's interesting 
is that in general, his route running is pretty average. But from a speed standpoint, he can't use his speed to separate deep. And that is very interesting because when you look at a receiver that runs a 4-3-8, you'd think this guy burns people deep. But he, Bryce Ford Wheaton simply doesn't do that. From a hand standpoint, he suffers from a drop or two here and there. But he is also, with his height, more than capable of going up, winning jump balls, hanging on through contested catches. And so, overall, I mean, definitely an athlete. I think that he could probably be more refined, and he doesn't use his athleticism as well as he should. So, I wouldn't mind it if the Packers took a shot uh, on this guy. I'm not sure whether or not they will, but I wouldn't mind it if they did. And with that, we move on to Trey Tucker out of Cincinnati. This guy had it had a good RES score, 8.35. He obviously has some rack ability. He, he has the ability to make plays with the ball in his hands. And from a route running standpoint, he's solid. He has good agility. He has the wiggle to, you know, allow him to generate separation. But from a hand standpoint, he just cannot go up and get it. He has a small frame and low weight, and that means that he can't finish a lot of catches, small catch radius. So overall, while I do like his route running, I think that his small size makes him unlikely for the Green Bay Packers. And then we look at Grant DuBose out of Charlotte. This is a guy with another decent RES score of 8.12. He has good explosivity, but a slow 4.57 40 time. And from a route running standpoint, you can see him struggle to release off the line against Prest. That being said, he does make, once in once he's sort of into his route, he does make nice cuts there. He can adjust routes there. And he can clearly win fades from an athletic standpoint. He's tall, a six foot two receiver. He can go up and win a jump ball. So overall, I do like him. I think that with just decent route running and good contested catchability, there are probably better options out there. But again, a good RES score, 8.12. This is a guy that if the Packers took him 6th or 7th round, said, let's take a shot on a guy, I wouldn't be unhappy. And then, another guy, Rakeem Jarrett. This is a receiver out of Maryland. He had an RES score of 7.89. And... As you can probably tell by the RES score, he has good, not great, athleticism. He is relatively small in terms of height, and while I wouldn't consider him thin, he doesn't have the massive physical presence of some of, you know, the usual receivers that the Green Bay Packers love. Now, because Raheem Jarrett is a late-round guy, if he has a technique, the Packers might be more willing to take a shot on this guy. So, what does he have from a, from a technique standpoint? Well, reality is, from a route running standpoint, there's nothing too impressive. He didn't seem sloppy, but I wouldn't say he had anything to write home about. And then from a hand standpoint, he just absolutely could not go up and get balls. His hands didn't stand out. His contested catchability probably stood out as bad, if anything. So... Again, maybe, maybe if he falls to round six or seven, the Packers want to take a shot on on Jarrett. But for now, I think that he's better off just not being picked because he's he only has a 7.89 RES score and he doesn't have the technique that makes you think that the Packers shouldn't pass up on the opportunity to take him. And then you look at 
Dontavion Wicks out of Virginia. Now, there's nothing too uh, athletically impressive with this guy. Another 7.89 RES score and a slow 40 at 4.62, but I would say he's pretty explosive, and you can see that in his route running. I liked how sudden he was at the top of his route. I thought you could see good footwork there, and then from a hand standpoint, I I wasn't blown away by anything, but I wasn't appalled by anything. I think that there was nothing egregious from a drop standpoint, but also no shocking, this guy's going to go up and make big plays trait. And so overall, I I do like this guy. I feel like he could be a solid fourth or fifth receiver that can, you know, run, run, run nice routes, get open, just make a catch here or there. But if the Packers take this guy, he's definitely never going to be a high-end receiver. He's just going to be sort of a fine depth piece. And then Ronnie Bell out of Michigan, 7.58 RES score with a slow 5.54, 40 time. This is a guy that he's definitely a more scrawny figure. I think that he moves swiftly and quickly with the football in his hands, but he doesn't have that breakaway speed or that overpowering physicality that you really like to see. He he runs smoothly in his routes, but he doesn't show a lot of suddenness and from a from a hand standpoint, he just can't go up and outmatch defenders because of his small frame. So I don't think he's going to be a Packers receiver. I think that he has the small body type that they don't like. He's fluid, he's agile, and I think that whatever team has him might say, hey, this is a guy we can get the ball to, but he doesn't have the route technique right now. He doesn't have the athleticism, and so that means you can't project him to be very good. And you can't look at him as a player that has something right now that can make you think he can step in and be good. So, not a guy that I would like to see the Packers go after. And now we move to our final player, Xavier Hutchinson. This is a guy that 6'3", 205, is big, massive, good from a Packers standpoint. But he had a 40 time of 4.53. And he's simply not a a great athlete. Uh, An RES score of 6.8. He pretty clearly doesn't have any sort of breakaway speed. Again, looking at his 40 time of 4.53 that you can latch onto. And he doesn't really use his frame to his advantage. So it doesn't seem like there's any particular part of him that I would like to have on the Packers. He has good body control, so I do like that. But it looks like he's really fighting for yardage on every route. There's not much fluidity to the way he runs routes. Good, good body control, but nothing totally impressive. And so I think that without the speed, the wiggle, the athleticism, you can't project him without the current refined technique. You can't look at him as a guy that can step in. So there's no use to having him. Now, that being said, I do think that this last group of receivers made me feel a lot better about the Packers taking a later receiver. I think that if the Packers decide, hey, you know what? Uh, we took Jackson, Smith, and Jigba in uh, in the first round. We This is the guy that we want as our playmaker. And then they just say, okay, now we're going defense heavy. And then they get to the fifth round or the sixth round, and they have an Andre Yoshivas available, or they have a Jonathan Mingo available, or they have even a Bryce Ford Wheaton available. Then those are three guys that I would love love to see the Packers take because I think that you can project those guys as higher end guys and 
that's sort of what's nice about this class. It has those top-tier guys that you can project to be really good. They have the RES score, they have the height, they have the weight. So that is sort of what I have for you. I hope to be back soon, eventually, later on, with some big-time Aaron Rodgers news. For now, there's really nothing for me to say. Um, This is what I gave you from a Packers receiver or future Packers receiver angle. I hope that this uh, was enjoyable for you. I hope that I did a good job breaking this down because I put a lot of effort into this. I think that this is important because of how talked about the receiver position is. And these are the guys that we're looking at. So again, as a recap from that first round one group, my favorite guys, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think that he's a beautiful slot guy, a slick route runner that you can pair with Christian Watson and say, this is a guy that's going to play off what Watson does well and fit really nicely into that offense. Um, no one else that I really liked from that first group. In that second group, I think that Cedric Tillman, Michael Wilson are some some bigger guys that the Packers could take as possession receivers. There are some smaller guys, Marvin Mims, Tyler Scott, that I wouldn't expect the Packers to take, but I would like as guys that the Packers can just get the ball into the hands of. And then Rasheed Rice, maybe, just maybe, could be the George Pickens of the Packers if they end up taking him. Again, a 9.65 RES score for him. And then in the later rounds, Andre Yoshivas and Jonathan Mingo, two guys that I think you could really project as good players for the Packers. So that's what I have for you. Those are guys that I'm looking at. I hope you enjoyed this. As always, thank you so much for listening to Dedicated Packers. I will be back whenever the next Aaron Rodgers news breaks or on Wednesday, whichever comes first. Hopefully the Aaron Rodgers news comes first. But that is what I have for you. As always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. The legal tampering period starts tomorrow. And as always, Go Pack Go!